Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We are your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is season two. We're in episode number 48. Andy, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. How was how was Florida? Florida was good. We got back from our baseball tournament. You know, they do a full, a full four-week event down in Florida, and they've also copied it in Arizona down in Tempe, where those uh, major league baseball training fields are as well. So uh, a lot of teams, a lot of Minnesotans teams are, are down there representing. I'll cover that a little bit later in the show, but it's nice this time of year in Fort Myers. It's 85 to 90 almost every day. It's, it's super nice. Um, it's, it's a blast. There's 62 teams down there. I did a midweek episode on the Roy Hobbs tournament, the Minnesota Connection, uh, but later in this episode, I'll cover both the Arizona and the Minnesota some of the winners and some of the champions that brought some blame. All right. Very well, today, nice. um, Halloween, go ahead. Sunday, yes. October 31st, 2021 is the episode here for tonight. A lot of sports yes. here. Baseball season ending, of course. World Series to talk about footballs in full swing and a lot of high school sports in college. So World Series could end tonight. It could. Game five. That's right. Braves got the lead, the Cinderella team. Yeah, well, look on the social media, the whole Atlanta curse, the whole blown 3-1 leads and last, and keep bringing up the Falcons Super Bowl thing and stuff like that. So Georgia blowing a lead in the championship a couple of years ago. So I don't know. I, Me personally, I'd like to see Atlanta win tonight because I don't want Freddie Freeman to be this generation's Ryan Sandberg. Hey, great career. How many rings you got? Yeah, I'd like to say Freddie get one ring. Just get that done. Yeah, it, it could be. That's uh, it'd be a shame, but uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. Yes. But before we get started, what's the trivia question, sir? Trivia question relates to Georgia. Okay. And it relates to Florida. Being in Florida this week uh, on Saturday, watching some college football. I did not know. Um, big rivalry down there in the south. Name name one name two teams that play each other every year, not on a home and away schedule, but at a neutral site every year in college football. Big rivalry. Uh, it was something that I was unaware of myself, and I wanted to see if other uh, listeners of the show out here were familiar with that or not. But it's a big rivalry, college football. You know, up in the Midwest, we play for the Axe. We play for the uh, Paul Bunyan Axe, the Little Brown Jug, and a lot of these rivalries. Well, this goes on, of course, all over, but I, I did not know that one was so big they played at an equal state every year. Wow. Wow. Big college football fans would probably know this one. I was surprised by it, and I did a little homework with it. Now was, uh, I see. Yes. All right. I, I found cool. it very interesting. Now, um, then again, that's me. So that's, let's start off with some, some sports, Andy. Stuff. All right, okay, so, All right. Let's look up some of our stats there. Yes. West Metal's fastest growing podcast. That's us right there. <clears throat> uh, not going to do high school stuff today. Going to cover that uh, tomorrow on an Instagram special all the football tournaments going on and soccer and whatnot. So we're going to dive into college stuff first. 
uh, Gopher stuff. Start with Gopher Women's Hockey swept the Bemidji Beavers up at Bemidji Land. Uh, 5-2 and 3-2 yesterday. Then they'll take on RIT at Ritter this next weekend. Uh, Gopher Women's Hockey are 7-3 and overall, running a nice six-game winning streak. <clears throat> um, then Saturday's win, with Saturday's win, that was their 700th win for women's hockey in the team history. So congratulations, girls, on that. The WCHA, the Women's Collegiate Hockey Association, there is the standings right there. Um, it's kind of like the Big Ten, only there's other schools in it, like you see Bemidji State, Minnesota State. Uh, there is no Big Ten for women's hockey, so that's why it's kind of mixed in here. Got Ohio State 1, Wisconsin 2, the Gophers are at 3, Duluth 4, St. Thomas 5, so State 6, Bemidji State 7, St. Cloud State at the bottom there. Men's hockey, Gophers swept Notre Dame over the weekend at Mariucci. Then they go to Wisconsin next week, Friday, Saturday. Gopher men are at 5-3 and three overall, uh, the two-game winning streak there, two wins in a row in the conference. Notre Dame for hockey is considered a Big Ten school. They don't do a lot of independent schools for hockey, and I know the East Coast Conference has wanted them, so they stuck us here in the Big Ten. Here's our Big Ten standings, as you see. Not all teams have a hockey program in the Big Ten. Uh, that's how we had room for Notre Dame in there. So Gophers are at first at 2-0. Everybody else is 1-1 except Penn State 0-0 and, and Notre Dame 0-2. Goal for football. Uh, crushing win over Northwestern yesterday, 41-14. The game wasn't even really that close. Uh, and this next week, Illinois, that should be a win. Then at Iowa, who's taken two on the chin lately. I, uh, Iowa got spanked by Wisconsin yesterday and then lost the week before, so... That should be a tough game. It's going to be in Iowa. It's a couple weeks out. At Indiana should be a win. Then at home against uh, Bucky Badger for the Axe. Gophers are 6-2 and two right now. 3-2 and two at home now. Lost to Bowling Green. Might come back and bite them in the rear end. Right, here's the East Division standings. Michigan State over Michigan yesterday. So there's those standings there. In the West, the Gophers are in first, but like we said, they got Iowa and Wisconsin left to play, who are three and two in conference also. So we shall see how this all pans out. Could get exciting down here if the Gophers can get you know the win against Wisconsin and or Iowa. That would be nice. Win both would be really great. You lose one of the wins, and uh, you know, conference record's doing kind of good for them. We'll see what happens. It would be nice to see the Gophers get into a – the Big Ten Championship game, that'd be kind of fun. Here is, as of yesterday, the new NCAA top 15. Georgia is still number one pretty easily. Cincinnati, Bama, and Oklahoma all stay top four. Um, Michigan State jumps up to eight, or from eight to five with their win over Michigan because Michigan was ranked also. Michigan only dropped to nine. So you look at all the ranked teams up there, that's a lot of Big Ten teams up there. you got Michigan State at five, Ohio State six, Michigan nine, so we got, we got three teams in top ten. Not bad for our little conference up there. Uh, men's basketball starts tomorrow. Uh, exhibition game with Concordia St. Paul. Then the ninth against Kansas City at home. And then they got the Ash, Asheville Championships there. And Asheville with a tournament with Western Kentucky. And then either South Carolina or Princeton. And then Purdue Fort Wayne and Jacksonville. That's kind of the Hopefully you get a handful of wins out of that, if not all of them, and we'll see how it goes. 
the gals. They have an exhibition game yesterday. I do not have a final on that one, but an exhibition game, free admission doesn't count. Everybody gets to play and make sure everybody's loose and not hurt. Uh, then they start the ninth at Jacksonville. Or I hear Jacksonville, I'm sorry, then they go to Arizona State, the 12th. Home two days later for George Washington, then American on the 17th. Volleyball, two big wins over the weekend. Indiana and number six, Nebraska. They took down last night, or Saturday night. And Thursday, they got Ohio State and then Illinois at Illinois and Ohio State on the road to end the season. Right now, 14 and six on the season for the Gopher Gals. They're third in the Big Ten at nine and three in volleyball, Wisconsin and Nebraska ahead of them. So they're doing very well for themselves. Like I said, they always seem to do well in the national tournament at the end of the year. And here are some of the standings for that. Gophers at 11 nationally, up from 12. So, like I said, we'll see them going on pretty far out in the tournament. Once that begins, we got time on it yet, but just don't be surprised not to hear Minnesota's name in there. Uh, the Bison football yesterday took care of Indiana State, 44-2. to uh, The rest of their schedule is at South Dakota State, at Youngstown State, and home against South Dakota in the Harvest Bowl. Bison 8-0, winning everywhere, winning big. Um, and Conference, there they are, tops, 5-0. and uh, Southern Illinois, so like I said, we've got South Dakota State left, who's 3-2 and two in the conference, and South Dakota, who's 3-2 and two in the conference. So with that said, they're both 3-2, and two, so you know, 6-2 and two and 5-3 and three overall. So they're middle of packs, but the Bison seem to have their act back together again. Uh, the Beebs, here we go for football. Like I said, last week they beat number 16, Minnesota Duluth. They beat Southwest the other day, 48-14. And they got Northern State and Mary left. They should handle those. They're 7-2 overall, riding a five-game streak. In their North Division, they are ahead, 4-0 overall, 7-2. There, that's why I said that, that Duluth win where they got head-to-head. So if they tie, they got them on head-to-head matchups. Uh, Northern State, um, there we go there. So we'll see how that all pans out. Everybody's 7-2, pretty tight. Looking like it's going to be fun right down to the end. And the South, yeah, Augustana, Sioux Falls, and Wayne State are the top teams there. Beaver hockey. Uh, we covered the gals getting swept by uh, the Gophs. Uh, the men uh, took care of Bowling Green. They or split, I'm sorry, with Bowling Green over the weekend here. And they got to go to Lake Superior State a couple weeks here to play over there in CCA, CCHA action. Four and four overall, three and one in conference for the Gophers. Um, here it is in the conference right there. You got the Beavs. They're kind of backtracking a little bit. Sorry, Beavs. Nine and points, four games played for hockey. Doing well there. Overall hockey standings. You got St. Cloud State, six and two, ranked number one nationally. Michigan, Minnesota. There we go. Bemidji State coming in at 17. Women's hockey, like we said, uh, Gophers. Uh, took care of the Beavs over the weekend. Then they go to Wisconsin next. Then most of the so tough for the girls who are at two five and one. Speaking of hockey, we gotta talk to Kraken. We're here, sports and songs. Your Kraken leader. Uh, last week they first two game winning streak, beat Montreal Canadiens, and then they beat the Wild four one. Then coming up here, nice split schedule. Every couple of days they got a game. Uh, next, the 13th, in a couple weeks, 
they'll be playing Minnesota again. So maybe revenge for them. Now the Kraken, they throw fish. They throw salmons into the crowd. Have you ever been to Seattle, the at Pikes Peak, the fish market there where they throw fish at people? The guys throw it, catch it, and they bag it for a big honking fish. Big tourist trap for them. Um, with that said, what the players do is the three stars of the game come out and they throw stuffed fish into the crowd afterwards. Kind of a little ceremony. Kind of a fun thing to have there. I like it. Now, uh, yeah, yes. question for you, Andy. Yep. The, uh, the Seattle Kraken came up down um, in conversation last week at the baseball tournament. Yep. And I know they've got the they had the fun name for the, is it the fan section of the stadium? Yes. Or is it the team store or is it the tailgating section? There's something that's got a great name. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I got a, I got a hook out there. He's a season ticket holder. Or not season ticket holder, he's up. One's called the, the Crack Zone, the Crackheads. The Crackheads is the, yes. the fan name. The Crackheads. Uh, friend of a friend, he uh, has Seahawks season tickets, and he went to a cracking game, one of the first games. Um, said friend's wife does very well, so money was not an issue for them. They they went to uh, had a hotel next door. Uh, he, he was told he enjoyed the third period. Ah. Good time. Good time. Um, there should be some some swag coming my way from him, a hat and a shirt or something. You got that night coming. I will debut those here when I get them. Nice. But as you see there in the Pacific, the Western Conference for the NHL, Kraken are in fifth. There's the Wild in third. The way the hockey playoffs go, eight teams make it, top three seeds, and then some wild cards afterwards. So right now the, the Wild would be in the playoffs. But we're eight games in out of 81, so let's just relax and not get playoff tickets yet. NASCAR going on right now, so I'm not going to tell you what's going on now because, honestly, I don't know either. I'm watching it later. But the standings going in. Next week in Arizona for the championship. The way it goes for each three-race set, if you win, you're in. Well, Kyle Larson won the last two races, so he's in for sure. So still, like, two guys fight for one spot. There's three. If you look at the points here, Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin pretty much got those locked up, barring horrid disasters. Kyle Busch is at a plus one. The guys on the out, Blaney, uh, MTJ, Brad, and Joey Logano. Now, Logano's basically out of it unless, again, there's a 15-car pileup and the other seven are all in it that we mentioned earlier. He's basically out. Brad's not that far. Six points is not a lot to make up in a race. And the reason I'm picking on Brad's name is he's one of the four guys I picked to make the final four. I had Kozowski, I had Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and then I had Eric Amendola, who lost in the first round. But if I can get three out of four in there, I will be feeling pretty good. Some more sports notes I got, stuff that's kind of popped around here. We talked about the Cubs, the ex-Cub curse last year for uh, our former Cubs on a, your team for a curse in the World Series a couple weeks ago. There's a John Smoltz streak going on. Um, Larry Brown Sports had this up. Going back to 1982, there has been a player in the World Series that John Smoltz has played with. We're out of this list real quick. It's just... Ted Simmons, he played with the Braves in 88 with John Smoltz. 83 was Ozzie Virgil, again with the 88 Braves. 84, Daryl Evans, the 89 Braves. 85 and 87 was Terry Pendleton, who's with the Braves in 91 through 94 and then 96. Danny Heap in 86, he played for the 91 Braves. Danny Heap was with the Mets, by the way. 
88-89 World Series had Walt Weiss, who was with the Braves in the late 90s. 1990 had Norm Charlton, who had a year with the Braves in 98. The years 91, 92, 95, 96, 99 was John Smoltz himself. 93 was Terry Mulholland, who played for the Braves in 99 and 2000. 94 was the strike. Um, 97, Marquise Grissom, uh, who played for the Braves. Uh, Mike Stanton. The list goes on and on. These guys, you know. And here's one thing I forgot. I knew John had a career with Boston at the end. I kept forgetting he played for the Cardinals for a couple years. So I thought Albert Pujols got on the list because he was a teammate with the Cardinals. Uh, so those little things that I read. You can find all this on Larry Brown Sports, a whole list of players there. There's some other ones because the reason this list got started, I guess there was a Shaq list for basketball that ended last year. There was a streak like 15 years or so where players had played with Shaquille O'Neal. Sometimes or so. Just kind of set some stuff to look out at Larry Brown Sports. We have this link on our Facebook page too for you to go to and check out. Just got some fun reading and names from the past and memories and stuff like that. It's kind of cool to look at. Ring of Honor Wrestling. I mentioned this on a page two episode you find on Instagram. Um, they've ceased existence. They've released everybody, and they're going to try to rebrand coming back next year. I got more on that on a page two episode. Just go to our Instagram page, and you can see that little five-minute rant ahead there. Also, the Lisa Leslie Award for college basketball. There's Monica Sassano from Watertown Mayor. She's senior at Iowa this year. She is up for that. On a watch list, um, I've put some stuff on our social media. Monica was there for a media day at Big Ten, representing Iowa. Uh, her sister now, one of her younger sisters, Maggie, is playing for the Gophers this year, freshman. So go for Iowa game. We'll have a little Watertown hookup there. We'll see how that goes. But uh, keep an eye on Monica this year at the University of Iowa. Iowa, like I said, made the Final Four last year. Uh, Lisa Leslie, if you don't know, was a very great women's college basketball player. One of the first in WNBA, Olympic player. Just to be on that watch list is an honor for anybody uh, to be nominated for these awards. So congratulations, Monica, on that. Which leads us to the soapbox. Maybe Monica was just the soapbox. So segue. Monica's tall. I need to be on a soapbox to look at her. So any basketball player needs to be on a soapbox to look at her. The soapbox this week is about the breaking news of the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team has filed a lawsuit against the Cleveland Guardians baseball team to block the name change. This name change came out, what, three months ago, two months ago? And it took you until now to realize that, hey, they used our name. First of all, I live in the trailer hood. I love a good roller derby as much as the next guy. But just Relax. They're using your name. Who cares? Unless you got the name ClevelandGuardians.com locked up, you're still okay. They'll find a way around it. Um, the city of Cleveland, no one in the halls recognized this name as a, being used already for sports marketing somewhere. So kind of shame on you. Yeah, it's the roller derby team. I'm sorry, but you can't tell me the sports radio station there wasn't aware of this right off the bat, and no one said boo. Not saying that the roller derby team's doing this for press or for, for finances, maybe for a little press, who knows? Are they where they're going to lose sponsorship money or copyright money or anything else? Those of you watch on YouTube, see the two drawings. They're not even close to the same. 
So they're the Guardians also. You know, New York made it about the New York Giants for football and baseball for a while. And it's called the New York Football Giants. Life went on. Um, just goodbye. Be honored that you're you're there. And so you get a little free press on it to so get 25 people to show up next time instead of 10. Who cares? But like I said, the part that bothers me most on this is it took this long. When the names were coming out. Someone from the roller derby team didn't send a letter to them going, take that name out of consideration. We already got it. So. Well, I think I got a question, Andy. I yep. think when a team goes through and does this, I think it's their, you know, the marketing team comes up with the, the name, but it's still the legal team or the attorneys, I think, have to do the background checks to make sure right. it's overlapping as something else. So I, I'm sure they must have done that for their due diligence. But I like would hope. I don't think they go as far as roller derby teams to start investigating, but you said a, a radio show, someone could have called in and, and said, you know, how does this happen? Yeah, one of the team members or a fan of the team, the roller derby team would have called right away and said, hey, we'll stop the presses. But it's the exact same name. It's not close. It is the name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they go to the guards and the other one, guardians or something. They went guardians. So that's awesome. Spotify for listening to this. Uh, Anchor, Apple, whatever. This is my transition screen into the songs part of the show. Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators will be at Mystic Lake Saturday, February 26th. If you've not heard these guys online, if you can find Slash's stuff with Miles Kennedy to listen to on Spotify or wherever you get your online music. I don't know why you wouldn't get anywhere but Spotify, but incredible sound. Yes, Guns N' Roses is touring again. Slash is a workaholic. He's going to fit these dates in too. If you can find a chance to go see these guys, you have to do it. I'm just, trust me. Dave Chappelle, comedian, will be at the Target Center November 7th. It's a strict no cell phones allowed policy. Um, Dave Chappelle was in the news recently for some things he said recently. Uh, if you remember his old Dave Chappelle show on HBO, Dave does not hold back. Um, if he's got something to say, he's going to say it. E- even if you don't agree with it, he makes you think when he comes out with his commentary on stuff like that. So uh, if you can't go, at least maybe kind of follow it in the press. It should be interesting. Medina, our friends at Medina Entertainment Center. Here's our concerts coming up. Friday the 5th, Bad Girlfriends. Saturday, the Belfast Cowboys. The Trigger Track. America's ACDC tribute band with them pesky kids opening up. The 13th, Saturday the 13th, Little River Band with special guest that 70s Sunshine Band or Magic Sunshine Band. 19th is Blackhawk with Shayla Lee Band and then the Outlaws on the 20th. Hairball will be there in Medina on New Year's Eve. Now, like I said before, if you go to Medina, you need to stay at the hotel next door if you're going to have a good time to enjoy it. I would get your tickets in your room now. Um, that hotel isn't very big, so it's going to fill up fast. And it's hairball. They're going to sell it fast if they haven't already. Speaking of hairball, I was there last Friday or yeah, Friday night at Jackpot Junction. Here's a few pictures I had there. There's uh, there's Brian Johnson from ACDC. And there's Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, they put out a great show. 
Great job. Freddie Mercury was there. That was nice to see him. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Nice guy. Uh, some other things about that show. Uh, they did a lot of great bits when they were there. Happy was not there. Guitars for, for our friends at Hairball. He had just had carpal tunnel surgery. And uh, those who follow him on Facebook and their social media know he just had the stitches out, so he wasn't there. So every lead singer that came out, we had this, you know, let's hear it for what you're happy. Tarsa did bring in Dakota. He was a great guy. Good guy. So if, you got, if you're seeing the hairball around right now, you've seen him recently, this other guitarist, great job. Don't miss a beat. No rip on happy. This guy was very good. Still a great show. Um, other acts that were there that we didn't have pictures of. Uh, they do David Lee Roth Van Halen songs. Dee Snyder, Twisted Sister. Um, Kevin Dubrow, Quiet Riot. Alice Cooper. Uh, Guns N' Roses. They do a Guns N' Roses song. So great time. It's always a different show. Uh, any white, I was a little disappointed. Any, any White Snake? Yes, White Snake. They have Coverdale. They've added that. Um, they did not do Kiss, but when I saw their Instagram the next, from the next show they did the next night, they were doing Kiss. So they even mix it up night to night. But uh, the David Coverdale guy comes out at the beginning, looks just like the video bit. They do the image. Uh, Vince Neil, Motley Crue, they did some of that. Um, they didn't do any poison this time. Uh, not that that was a disappointment to me, just saying they didn't do any poison, um, which is something in their loop. But again, that's a great thing about seeing hairball. They're mixing it up all the time. So that's kind of fun. It's fun, fun, fun there. Um, like I said, high school sports, I'll have something tomorrow on Instagram. A lot of scores or Friday and Saturday. Uh, getting all the travels and time set. That's what I didn't want to do now because I'm still seeing what kinds of games are to let people know. So I'll fill in. So that'll be tomorrow's page two, one of them. Uh, besides that, I do that once a week, sometimes twice now with the high school stuff going on. I uh, did an interview with Jason Inc. last week, which we did on Instagram and YouTube. I figured out how to get onto our YouTube page, so it's there. Uh, any other guests you'd like to see or questions for any of those shows, please let us know. That's enough babbling for me for a day, sir. How about the trivia answer? Trivia answer is, uh, the question was, what uh, Southern football team, Division One, has a rivalry that they don't play any home games or, or away. They play neutral site every single year. They're in the same conference, neutral site for their, you know, their, their annual meeting. The answer, mm-hmm. the Florida Gators... Georgia Bulldogs. Florida's played oh, wow. Gators. Gators down in Miami. Georgia's up in uh, the, the drive is so far. They go halfway and play every year in Jacksonville at the Gator the Gator Bowl. They play in Jacksonville still, where the Jacksonville Jaguars play NFL football. Okay. Usually midway through the season. End of October, they play that game. One team is, is the home team officially. One is the away team. But they play every year in Jacksonville because it's about a halfway spot. It's about a five-hour drive for the fans. They think they draw more fans to the bigger field uh, and sell more. Uh, the That's probably some of the best competition this, that field sees. They let, look forward to this game so much. And that's the thing I didn't know about this. It's also called the tailgating purposes, the world's largest cocktail party. Now, that part, I knew the name of that, yes. The tailgating for this is, is incredible. And uh, once again, it's at the NFL Stadium. They, they don't play that game. Um, 
at home or on the road every year is held Jacksonville. They think they can get more more fans, more money, ticket money coming from having a kind of a half home game with the tailgating that goes on and all the fans support the game. I did not know that they've been doing that for like 80 years. I knew the cocktail party part. I guess I never put the, the site thing together. Um, so that, that's, a big, that's a big rivalry. You know, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. I don't know what they play for there, what the, what, what the winner gets. Uh, I'm sure it's something, but now in the South, it's a big deal. That's a big game that they circle on their calendars every year. That calendar, that schedule comes out. That, for these fans, is what they do. So that was a trivia question of the week. I did not know that. Hopefully, some of the listeners did. But I would have thought it would have been Alabama and Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's all these, and, and you mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier North Dakota, North Dakota State, State, South Dakota, South Dakota uh, play the for Harvest Bowl uh, event uh, as event well, but uh, uh, this was good. This was good. Yeah. Not even having a home field. Like I said earlier, that's probably some of the best competition that football field in Jacksonville sees all year. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Tony Khan. Sorry, Khan family. Love you. And I don't know if I they – if they do if that they when Jackson goes out of town that weekend, or they go it over across the field for the Sunday game. One thing I noticed yesterday, there was a football game. It was uh, Florida and Georgia a football game. I was watching on TV, and it was a neutral site game. And and someone said, "Well, look at the end zones. They because Georgia took up the whole end zone, and Florida was like three quarters of the size. Ah. And someone complained about it, and they said, "No, no, each team sends their own graphics down." So Florida says this is how big we want it because that's all the bigger it is in our end zone at our stadium. So, so they have I know these guys are college guys, but if your whole play is go to the A in Florida and cut, you don't want to divert from that, you know, or you got your timing, you know, you could. So they kept their mental word for in the end zone for that ten spot. So those neutral sites, no one takes a job, no one's picking a favorite. That school sends their graphics down. Here's what we want in our end zone. Yeah, yeah. Here's so, the colors. Colors. Here's the logo. Yeah, here's. Yep, here's how you spell Florida, because some of you people might not. Oh, again, sorry. Now the but, uh, that's that's what I've got that's for the, the trivia. Now, what I'm going to go into now, the baseball season is basically ended. I'll, I'll cover a little bit of the Arizona tournaments. Also yeah, coming on little, little football season hat. Before you get on that, the, the Arizona tournaments, a lot of that we uh, retweeted on our Twitter site. So if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see a lot of those retweets from those guys too. Yeah, there's there's. You know, a lot of teams down there this time of year. It's a four four week tournament in Florida and Arizona. The first two weeks are done with the half point. I think the greatest emphasis is always these first two weeks. And after that, it drops off. But uh, it's thirty five and over. Three teams played the finals this week. The thirty five and over in Florida, the Minnesota Blenders. Lost in the final lost in the, final, the, the over 35, which was the previous week. Now, Minnesota Blenders is a combination of some teams from three different teams. They couldn't come up with the name. They said it was a blended team with all ourselves. Blenders. We got to the finals with that beat, but a lot of well-known players out there. This past week, in over 65 in Arizona, was 65. Wow. The Minnesota Bandits won four nothing over Chicago in the championship game for the over sixty five and over baseball in Arizona. So congrats to them. And the Minnesota Mammoth 30, 30, 45 and over. Uh, let's see, no thirty five, thirty five and over. They did win in Arizona. 
five to four five over, to the over the Utah Dodgers, Dodgers in the championship. This is their first, their first, I think it's the first year they've gone down and had a down team, down, team there, but down there, but they won the they over won 35 over minutes, minutes skates here in the federal. They won the World Series, the top two senior league teams, and now they go to Arizona and win that. They came home with the trifecta. Very rare. And shout out to the Mammoth fans of the show. I know they follow us on social media. Yeah, the, the mammoth yeah, the is, mammoth is, is uh, a lot of, a lot of followers, followers out there. I I tweeted the photo, the team photo as well. Yep. Uh, bunch of good guys. Nice group of guys. Talented. Much like us. Nice guys and talented. Exactly. So congrats to those those three teams that made it to the finals this week. Whether you win or lose, it's tough. It's a tough road to go. You play eight, nine games in a in a matter of one week, and it's a lot. Now, do I do your celebrity bit here? Do you do I name drop any celebrities you rubbed elbows with down in Florida? Not in this case. There's so many. What you do then is you end up forgetting someone. Yeah. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather skip it up, but yeah, follow yeah, the Twitter. There's lots of lots of good information out there. Lots of photos and things. Now I'm also going to be starting next week. A lot of college women's basketball. Yes, a lot of good stuff. I'll cover that in some other week episodes as well. So that's all I've got for for sports. Now on your plane ride back and forth, what were you listening to on your Sony Walkman? Well, the Sony Walkman on the flight. Listen to a little permanent vacation. Ah, Aerosmith. The boys from Boston. Yes. Now let me share the screen here. I'm going to share this, and we'll do the album review here this for this week. Permanent vacation is the ninth studio album by American rock band Aerosmith. Released by Geffen Records, Records in August 1987. The album marks the band's shift to a glam metal sound that they would maintain up to 2001 just for play. Three hit singles were released from the album. Who Looks Like a Lady, Angel, and Ragdoll. Now, this was the first album that they employed outside songwriters instead of just the band writing the material. And so it came at the suggestion of executive producer, executive John uh, Kaladner. He also pushed the band to work with producer Bruce Fairborn. You know, he suggested work with Fairborn on this to get more of a polished look, a little more pop, a little more uh, glam, and, and get yourselves into some MTV videos, some heavy airplay, those types of things. Uh, Fairborn remained with them for the next two albums as well. It was also the first Aerosmith album to be promoted with heavy music airplay, like I said, with MTV. Now, the previous album was done with mirrors. And what they hoped yes. to be done with mirrors was they really hoped to make that the Aerosmith comeback album, you know, to get them back in after yep. kind of drifting, falling off. It didn't do that. And this one, Permanent Vacation, actually began and became their comeback, true comeback album. Uh, very popular songs major hits, and also helped Permanent Vacation become the band's greatest success in a decade. This album sold 5 million copies. And interestingly enough, Andy, you know, this genre is considered glam metal. Yes. So very, very interesting. Now, they had some good reviews. They had some negative reviews, but mainly strong, mainly positive reviews 
Um, but really, it came with Bruce Fairborn's sleekness, very sleek album, and um, it was very well done. Here's a track listing. Parts Done Time. They uh, worked with Desmond Child on that. Uh, Desmond Child Desmond was very Child. active in this album as well as an outside songwriter. Uh, very active with Kiss, for instance. Song two, Magic Touch. Song three, Ragdoll. Song four, Samoria. Song five, Dude Looks Like a Lady. Now that, I'm not sure if the listeners knew this, but that song really took place from uh, an actual experience at a bar where they saw a blonde woman, I, I guess, at the bar. And um, they thought it looked like a woman turned around. It was Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Motley Crue, Vince Neil was really who they did the song. Dude looks like a lady after. Now, the next song is St. John. And then we come to Hangman Jury. I do like that song. A lot of harmonica. I'm not a big harmonica yeah. guy, but uh, they, they pull it off well in this, in this song. Hangman Jury. Girl Keeps Coming Apart. Angel. Permanent Vacation. Then they do a Beatles cover song called I'm Down. Pretty good, actually. Some suggested that as, as too slick, as too polished, as too uh, maybe professional. Um, kind of kind of overdoing the Beatles song, I'm Down. And the last uh, song there is called The Movie. Total length, 51 minutes, 46 seconds. Here's the band member, Steven Tyler, of course, lead vocals. Also harmonica, organ, and piano. Joe Perry, lead guitar. Brad Whitford, guitar. Tom Hamilton, bass. Joey Kramer on drums. And so this is, uh, yeah, it went five times, five times platinum. Sold a lot, good stuff. And um, that's, that's, a lot of these songs are good on this Tuna Vacation album. 1987. That was a very good album. Bruce, Bruce Fairborn um, with the production there, and, and they went outside and did, did that with him, and really clean, clean album uh, with Aerosmith. Any comments on that? Uh, any songs that jump out to you? I, I remember the dude looks like lady hearing the stories about that song when it was written. How uh, he was with the guys from Motley Crue, and that's how it all came up. Um, I did not know about the other songwriters part, but I know Done With Mirrors was one of the first Aerosmith albums I listened to. And I was like, yeah, okay, they're okay. Because, you know, having an older brother, it's like, okay, he always mentions Aerosmith. What, what, what's the video? Oh, now, now I'm not taking away from Permanent Vacation as being a good album. Very good album, great songs. If they don't cut the people at MTV a big thank you check every year, they're fools. Because if it wasn't for MTV, I don't think that would have gotten that big. I just saw a, doc, you know, a documentary with a thing on uh, the YouTube about Aerosmith. The thing that kind of regenerated their career was not only that, the collaboration they did was run DMC on Walk This Way. Yes. That kind of got people listening to them again. That got the juices flowing with the uh, run DMC. Yep. Yep. Which is kind of funny if you you know the words to walk this way, and what Run DMC says in there, and to know that one of those guys is a minister now, and the stuff Run DMC. Well, a lot of guys, okay. Reverend Run from Run DMC, 
very religious man right now. Ricky Rackman from Poison, drummer, very religious man right now. Uh, uh, Richardson, the former bass player for Firehouse, he's now in Striper. You know, so just because these guys did horrible things in the 80s, like I said, the wrestlers past in the 80s, you can turn yourself around. Don't get a, a big deal, but don't think they don't think they're still doing the same thing today they did back in '86. Yeah, My favorite Stephen uh, Tyler quote. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before. He was listening to a song. Him and Joe Perry listening to a song. Stephen Tyler goes, "This is a great song. We should cover it." And Joe Perry goes, "We did. This is us doing the original version." He's had a few chemicals and erased a few things. But Steven Tyler is a very talented musician. I've seen him play drums and piano. When he's written songs, he'll do every instrument for it, and then the band re-records their parts. He's a very talented man. Um, he looks like grandma's had too much plastic surgery, but he's a very talented man. So don't ever take that away from Steven Tyler. You look at him, you go, this guy's a freak. Great. He's talented. Um, I'd trust him. If he gave you advice on your band, listen to him. And we, we've covered Toys in the Attic before, back in the older generation, and then they came back with this more fresh. But uh, good stuff. It kind of gets tossed tossed aside now in, in today's generation, I think. But if you go back and pull it out, give it a listen, it's got some good music on it. And, and, it, and they, didn't, they didn't lose who Aerosmith was on that album, I don't think, with other writers. They're still they're still their same sound. Yeah, they had harmonica. And stuff, but they didn't go like, hey, we're putting a brass section in and we're adding two more keyboards and a violin player. No, they, they kept who Aerosmith was with different writers, and that can be done. And, um, yeah, Done With Mirrors was 1985. Wow. And then oh, uh, Permanent Vacation, and then Pump. 1989 was Pump. Yeah, not a fan of that one. I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I had set the bar too high when that one came out for what it was supposed to be, but I was not a fan of Pump. Exactly. Uh, but uh, like I said, I will be doing a high school wrap-up tomorrow. I'll have locations and game times for everybody, so I'll get kind of wordy and, and on that. And then um, I'll do a regular page two later in the week. Yeah, a lot of big wrestling news coming out with ROH closing their doors and how everybody's going to go from there. I'll update on that also. So look for two page twos this week. Vikings tonight, Dallas Cowboys, 7.20 kickoff. Now, word of experience from when it's happened in the past. One Sunday night, or, or football and Halloween falling on a Sunday. Years ago, the Vikings were playing uh, the Raiders. So it was a West Coast game. And, and you get the four- and five-year-olds come out, three-year-olds come by about 5.30, trick-or-treat, because it's still light out. So, guys, do a favor. When you answer the door, Know what's going on in the scores because you're going to have some dad in the back giving you one of these and go shout on the score real quick and he'll be thankful. Exactly. Some poor dad's going to get stuck dragging out there and he's going to be looking for you to throw him a bone. <laughs> Give him a score update or something like that, you know. That's He's going to be appreciative. Exactly. All right. Sounds good. So we'll see you next week. A lot of stuff happening here in sports. We turn the calendar month to November tomorrow. Coming up on the three-year or the two-year anniversary show. Yeah. We start year three soon. And so we're going to, coming up with the anniversary here in the month of November. We'll uh, let the uh, let the fans here know about it when it's upcoming, and we'll do a special uh, on that day. Let us know on social media your favorite moment, your favorite album re- reviewed, more albums you yeah. want to see reviewed, less you want to see reviewed. Um, we'll get Debbie and personnel to take care of all that. A couple interns here starting uh, shortly here uh, will be good, too, as well. 
Yes. Let yeah, if you're looking to enter. Yeah, let us know your recommendations and for future albums, themes to follow, right. and suggestions. And if, I was open. I was open. To that. If there's something you want to get in your soapbox about, let me know. Let us know. Well, we'll either tell you you're right or wrong. Odds are, if you disagree with us, you'll be wrong. That's the way it goes. Exactly. Um, we're going to be coming up here after the World Series, mid-November. We'll be kind of hitting the baseball free agent stuff pretty heavy if I do a episode on that. Lots of names and managers getting fired and rehired. I could go through them right now, but they're going to change by the time you listen to this. So we're just going to wait to mid-November and do a personnel changes so far in baseball on that. So gotcha. if you haven't missed it, we're just waiting. Awesome. All right. Have a good week. All right. See you now.